0: went online to switch your car insurance to Progressive so you could save money. But then you saw a friend request from an old summer camp buddy. And now here you are, clicking through photos of his kickball team from 2011. Hmm, oh, looks like they won the championship that year. Then he moved to Tulsa. Oh, a new tattoo. Yes, they said it was easy to save hundreds on car insurance with Progressive, but they forgot about the rest of the internet. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. National average savings by new customer surveyed who saved in 2019. At T-Mobile, we believe in putting people first by treating them right. So we're upping the benefits without upping the price. Introducing Magenta Max. Now with unlimited premium data that can't slow down based on how much smartphone data you use. Plus, get Netflix on us. Right now, pay zero cost to switch. And bring your phone. We'll pay it off up to 650 bucks. only at T-Mobile. Activate up to 4K. Our video streams at 480p. Up to 40 gigs high-speed tethering. $650 via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Sim support charges waived. Receive Netflix standard with two lines.
1: Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy.
2: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Eat, Sleep, Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Dale. Thanks for joining us. John Chapman is here live and uh, live and direct. Do you see this, Dale?
3: Do you I see did. this emblem?
2: I, I love it. There it's, you go. Uh, Eat,
3: sleep, fantasy, man. That means I'm I'm an OG, which I'm not, but
2: I'm close. Yeah, I, no, you're, you're considered an OG. Yeah, Second
3: generation, mm-hmm. twice I removed.
2: I guess, bro, we have, uh, I have a, I have a lot of stuff to talk about today. Um, one, thank you everybody for joining us. John Chapman at JL underscore Chapman. Uh, he knows a lot about fantasy football, a lot about the 49ers, a lot about the NFL, a lot about rookies in particular coming into the draft, stuff that you need to know, uh, redraft or dynasty. We're going to get into that a little bit. I've got some emails recently saying, Hey, love the show, but I can't wait to go get into dynasty stuff. So we're getting there slowly, but surely. Um, there's so much on the move. Uh, man, I have a million things in my head. I guess I just take it one by one. One, make sure you are following us on social media at Eat Sleep FF, um, Twitter, Facebook, our private Facebook group. Look for us, Eat Nation Private Group. I have a really special, really, really special thing coming soon. I can't tell you. And I oh, hate, secrets. I you hate secrets. You do hate secrets. You do. Because I always tell it, I always say it. Uh, <laughs> Okay. So are you going to tell it right now after
3: you just like, yeah, yeah,
2: no, no, I'm not (laughs) done. look how about this? I'll give you a hint. Um, so, you know, last episode I talked about, um, you know, John, you are an official member of the ESF fat pack. Um, that is not a bad thing. Okay. Um, but it sounds glorious. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, listen to this. So eat nation members only group, right? It's not even a Facebook group. It's nothing. It's just a members only, right? I'm only letting a hundred people in to this a hundred people. Most of them are going to be OGs, right? Most of them are going to be guys names that I'd seen since day one in 2016, five years ago. Um, and then maybe some, you know, people that, you know, just started coming around to us. I'm not sure how I'm going to do it yet, but it's going to be awesome. I have so I have really cool stuff coming up. Um, so you guys are going to want to stay tuned. Um, anyways, that, uh, I have a podcast. My wife's Mad At Me. John Chapman will be um actually when this airs. Uh oh, this is interesting. So you get Eat Sleep at Eat Sleep Fantasy on Monday, right? This is Monday, March something, uh 22nd, maybe. Um I don't know, something like that. It's anyways, it's Monday. Also, that just dropped. Go and check my wife's Mad At Me, John, because you are my special guest for episode two of my uh, my solo podcast. There we go. We are uh, just together, uh, regular Bert and Ernie over here. Huh? <laughs> uh, the thing is, you have a clean cut image on 49ers Rush podcast, and I destroy it. Um, in in episode of my was mad at me, so I'm sorry. Well, there we go. Uh, let's
3: why not? <laughs> let's bring it down, man. Cancel culture. What's the worst that could happen?
2: There you go. Right. Um, just my livelihood. <laughs> so, anyways, we are talking about. Uh, we I have a list of five quarterbacks I want to talk with you, John. By the way. People that are listening on YouTube or watching on YouTube, rather, um, at the end of this episode, I'm going to post some of John's breakdown videos of these guys that we're talking about. Um, so stay tuned to the end of the video, and uh, I'll just throw up a couple clips that we can get it from John's Patreon. Uh, how many clips do you – tell me a little bit about Patreon. I have been already talking way too much.
3: Yeah, so basically what I – this was an awesome idea from a listener. You know, I watch so much of the scout tape on all these NFL draft prospects, and somebody was like, hey, man, can you just record your sessions and share it with us? I was like, heck, yeah, let's do it. Um, so what I do is on Patreon, uh, patreon.com, 49ers Rush Podcast. All the top draft prospects, 30 plus minutes going through the game film, not the highlights, what they do, what they excel at, what they don't do. Uh, it's a lot of fun. So not only do you get it, this film's not even out there on YouTube where I pull it scout tape from the NFL. So uh, you get access to all these guys and you get the tape, uh, which is a lot of fun and it breaks it down. And so it's just like watching with a talent evaluator going through what these guys are good and what they're bad at. And so it's a lot of fun. Um Again, for uh patreon.com slash 49ers rush podcast. That's where it's at. There you go. That's awesome.
2: Um, the five guys we're gonna talk about today, Trey, Justin, Zach, Mac, and Kyle. As I told you before, it kind of sounds like a boy band. Um, they're gonna be fun names to talk about. Uh also, um, John, if you don't know, um, I just wanted to run this by you. Two things. One, I thought of an awesome idea. Never mind. I'm not gonna do that one. Okay, one thing. <laughs> one thing, one thing. <laughs> It's not really an awesome idea. And I already oversold it, so I'm not going to keep going. Uh, But one, let us hear it, man. (laughs) So I am taking old Nintendo cartridges and making, taking off the labels and making new, um, basically, you know, new artwork and labels for old Nintendo cartridges for like updated stuff. So like I made like a Madden 21, basically like a sticker to go on an old Nintendo cartridge um so uh, i like it i, I kind of
3: like that I the nostalgia part yeah, right right comes like i play on one of those snes uh emulators or whatever yeah, yeah, online yeah, where you can go yeah. play tecmo super bowl i play right. that all the time whenever i get stressed i grab a beer yeah. i freaking yeah. play tecmo super bowl and i have a great time
2: yeah yeah so i don't know i'm just kind of messing around i, I like to do a little like um i'm not a graphic designer or anything but i like to fuck around in photoshop and uh so i'm making those but that's not, that's what I'm saying. It's not a really good idea. The other crazy thing is, uh, right before we started recording, I got on YouTube, the weirdest rabbit hole I think I've ever been in. I always, I looked probably hmm, 45 minutes, 40 minutes of Uber dash cams. If you haven't been down this, <laughs> I, I am telling you, John, dude, I'm telling you, there is some crazy shit out there and it is awesome.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're I everything
2: it, from, um, You know, of course, you got the drunk girls, the frat guys. That's a given, right? But then you have like, um, you know, people running up to the car and yelling at the Uber driver. And of course, like 90% of it's racist. You know, a lot of these Uber drivers, you know what I'm saying? Um, It's bad. But man, you go down the road. I have
3: a quick Uber story from a week ago. Uh, Can I share it? Yeah, Yeah. All right. I'm taking an Uber and whatever. It's an older driver awesome it's dark we're driving through los angeles he comes to a stop sign pulls out a magnifying glass to hold it up to read his phone no he can't read his (laughs) phone and so he has like one of those like giant inspector gadget like things he's driving with one hand and holding a magnifying glass over his mounted phone right i'm like oh shit this is hilarious nobody's gonna believe me so here's what john chapman does i want to take a picture right I'm right. just going to sneak. I'm going to take a picture. No big deal. I didn't turn my flash off. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in the back seat <laughs> and I'm trying to sneak it and I take a picture and it lights. It's it's nighttime. Lights up the whole thing. So That's I lowered great. the phone. I was like, oh, sorry, man. It hit the wrong. He was pissed. And so I had a 15 minute drive where now he refused to use his. magnifying glass it was awkward i'm pretty sure he gave me a bad review but that's
2: okay that's amazing that's that's a good story that uh
3: the picture was just my shoes because i like as soon as the flash went off you know like double take right right yeah i was like oh i'm gonna (laughs) i'm gonna die
2: (laughs) so one he was probably pissed that you just shined a bright light at him he probably didn't even know you were taking a picture um but oh It, it didn't go well that's good that's good i don't have any crazy good uber stories but man this the youtube st- you just type in uber dash cam video <laughs> oh man uh one girl like she got pissed off and got in the front seat and started going through his glove box and taking all his paperwork and there's glove box and throwing it out the window she was just fuck you and she was going off and he's like get out of my car right now and she's like i'm not leaving and uh one guy uh, a group of guys picked up i guess some drugs through the window and he's like, no, you can't do that here. You guys get, get out. They refuse to get out. And he's like, I'm not getting out until I see a receipt that I'm not getting charged. And so like, he's sitting there for like, however long waiting for the email confirmation that he's not charged. It was bad, man. It's crazy. Uh-huh. But you go down, there's, it gets better and better as you go. But anyway, so for those of you, um, you know, looking, maybe, uh, I'll post a link or something on Twitter when this, yeah, comes out I want to so see some. Yeah, it's see good. Someone. There's some good ones. There's some good ones. Um, anyways okay John uh really quick not really quick we're going to go through some quarterbacks a couple things I want to talk about really quick especially when we're just talking about dynasty most of these quarterbacks will be grabbed up in dynasty um not so much in redraft maybe a couple you can tell me uh, which ones would be uh, acceptable in uh, in um you know in redraft most of all you know I want to know also we're going to talk about cock blocking um, which which if any of these guys, um you missed last week me and Clayton played uh blow job hand job or no job that was great yeah it was a good it was a good game um so we'll talk a little bit about cock blocks and uh I think that's it uh I do want to know though when you're looking at okay let's just start on the grand because I know you look at a lot of tape how much weight do you put into collegiate stats when you're when you're grading these players
3: so certain stats, you pay attention um, a little more than others. Um, number one, time to to throw the ball, right? So you're not going to find most of these stats on ESPN or whatever. Time to release or time to sack. How long does this guy hold onto the ball on average per play? You want something under three seconds. If it's over three seconds, giant red flag. Number two, accuracy on deep balls. Uh, how often they throw it deep. So you're not really looking at, you know, yards, yards per pass attempt those things don't really apply a lot they don't translate Uh, passing percentage turnover worthy plays things like that so I know a lot of people don't like pro football focus and I get the scores are a little arbitrary but there are some of the data that you can collect that is 100% translatable so deep ball accuracy accuracy uh, passing complete, uh, completion percentage, things like that turnover worthy plays. That's kind of what I care. How many yards are just to slots and screens. That's a major problem with a lot of these wide receivers is they're just, they're just throwing five yard checkdowns the whole time. Um, th- that doesn't translate to the NFL.
2: Okay. Um, all right. I guess I'm going to go down my list here, John. Um, first of all, I, when I, we're talking about these guys, I want to know good fit you know if you know if there's a good system or a good fit for their style um you know if these quarterbacks have a style or they're just adop- adopting styles from the offense that they're running in college that's gotcha. i'm pretty interested in that um but i guess the first guy we could talk and these are all it's weird trey lance is one of the bigger guys coming into the nfl they're, i mean and he's not even that big he's 6'4 226 from north dakota state um the one thing that jumps out for me, John, and, and you could tell me, but the 28 touchdowns, no interceptions, uh, is is a big kind of green light. <laughs> yeah. If, if you just want somebody that
3: doesn't turn the ball over and wins games, this is your guy, right? So uh, boil it down to the most primitive aspects of football at the quarterback position. Don't turn the ball over and win games. That's all he does. Now, you have to talk about the level of competition, being in the Missouri Valley Conference. Yeah, it's not great. Um, but probably the most pro-style offense of any NFL draft quarterback, what they run at uh, North Dakota State. It's where Carson Wentz came from, so there's a lot of parallels there. Super NFL body. He has the strongest arm in this draft, so if you're looking for a cannon guy, that's him. Now, whenever you're looking at kind of player comparisons, uh, I stole this one from Daniel Jeremiah. It's Steve McNair. You go back and watch Steve McNair's tape, Big O. I mean, the dude could play defensive end, like back in you know the 1980s, 1990s. Right. But you look at Trey Lance. Like a lot of teams wanted him to be a linebacker or a safety. That's why he had to go to North Dakota State because he wanted to play quarterback. Um, fluid athlete, and you talk about fit. He's perfect for his own system. The North Dakota State offense, very similar to what like the 49ers, Packers, those type of offensives run. Um, lots of play action, under center a lot, misdirection, jet sweeps, and he's mobile. Uh, probably the best running quarterback um in this draft as well. Whenever you're just talking about draft eligible or likely
2: to be drafted QBs. Okay. Now, what when you're talking about okay, we're talking about fantasy football here. So when we're drafting them. Uh, where – and I think the teams, all, all five of these quarterbacks, I think you can name a few teams where all five of these quarterbacks would would do well. Is that a correct assumption? And if so, where, where do you uh, – do you have your eyes on certain teams that people can be like, okay, if Trey Lance or Justin Fields goes to XYZ, he's a good go.
3: Okay, there's a few spots where they're going to be immediate starters. Number one's Jacksonville. That's tre- Trevor Lawrence. We don't want to spend a lot of time on that. He's starting day one. Okay? Right. The next spot is probably the Carolina Panthers. Or, and then this one kind of changed last night, Washington football team was the one that I would have put in there. They go sign Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's not the case anymore. So you're looking at immediate starters, Jacksonville, Carolina, that's for sure. And then you've got to go all the way down to Chicago. That's kind Mm -hmm. of the next immediate starter. Outside of that, even if somebody, you know, the 49ers, Atlanta, the Jets, um philadelphia detroit doesn't matter there's going to be competition and we know rookie quarterbacks usually don't start early but you're down to three teams where if they draft a quarterback round one they're probably starting week one um so that's chicago um jacksonville and carolina i know teddy b um he's not going to be there so they've been the most aggressive in trying to get a new quarterback i don't think teddy bridgewater will be there long term
2: If if Deshaun Watson goes somewhere, Texans are in that conversation. A 100%. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, Next up is Justin Fields, uh, about the same size guy, 6'3", 228 from, of course, Ohio State University. Um, I mean, he had a great 2019, right? 2020 maybe declined a little bit if you even call it a decline, but I think he still has what it takes. Where do you, what do you think?
3: athleticism, talent-wise, he's probably at the top of the list. You're putting him him up there with Trevor Lawrence. Kind of a king of all spades, like king of all, like you heard the saying, jack of all trades. He's a king of all trades. Um, Talent-wise, NFL body-wise, athletically-wise, he's at the top of the chart. There are some issues and some red flags. Um, You know, uh, talking about those crucial stats that we talked about that I look for, uh, you don't want to be over three seconds average time to throw. He's at 318 31 sacks in a shortened year. Takes a lot of hits. He holds onto the ball for a long time. He's a bigger body. Think a smaller Cam Newton type NFL frame. That's what he's NFL body for sure. But he takes a lot of hits. Super tough, plays through injuries. If you watched, you know, um, the game against Clemson where he got hurt, didn't miss any plays, went out there, won the game. But that's kind of who he's going to be. Like he's going to get banged up because he doesn't process it quick, and he's in the most, and this is another thing that's rough, he's in the most quarterback-friendly system at Ohio State. Those quarterbacks have struggled in the NFL. Because yeah. it's not the same. When you look at his highlight tapes, he's thrown to wide open wide receivers that are standing still looking at him. It's like target practice. No tight windows, um, You know, NFL talent around him everywhere. I love Justin Fields. If you take Justin Fields number two overall, that's a good pick. However, for me, he's my number four quarterback in this draft class.
2: Now, how much of that, when you're looking at some of this stuff, I know – you are a a crazy man when it comes to watching tape. So where are you when you're looking at stuff like this and like, okay, yeah, he has open receivers. You get it. Um, how much of that is Ohio state coaching and you know how much of it, you know, how long he holds the ball, how much do you put that on the coaching?
3: It's the a system. Yeah, you're exactly correct. Um, you know, you you kind of whenever you're watching game tape in these pass plays, You'll see a couple of plays and you're like, all right, this doesn't tell me anything about the quarterback. Okay, he just completed a 15-yard pass. What do you take away from this? Absolutely nothing. John Chapman could complete that pass. So you try to find ball velocity, you know, is he footwork, all those things, that's fine. But you'll go three quarters without finding an NFL translatable throw that reveals, okay, this shows he can have success at the next level. Or, man, it's just a big mystery. We know he has the talent. There's no doubt about that, Mm -hmm. but you want to see that he can continuously be active in this environment that will translate to the NFL and show success, and you haven't seen it. It's just not there.
2: Right. Interesting. But I I love
3: the kid. The potential's there. Just telling you there are question marks because you haven't seen it yet. Doesn't mean he won't. You just haven't seen it
2: yet. So Trey Lance or Justin Fields?
3: Me, I'm taking... I'm taking uh, the the 49ers perspective. I am taking Trey Lance. If um, I'm Urban Meyer, which I know he's going Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields would be number two. Um, So again, it depends on the type of offense you have. Cowboys, I'm taking Justin Fields. I know they don't need a quarterback. I'm just trying to say there's systems in place where if you have a heavy emphasis on the run game, and a zone scheme, I think Trey Lance is the perfect fit in this draft. If you're wanting a vertical kind of whatever, some teams will prefer Justin Fields. There's no doubt about it. Interesting. Interesting.
2: Okay. Uh, how about Zach Wilson at a BYU? I think, uh, you know, what's that to me is his touchdown interception ratio, 33 and three last year. Um, seems, seems like a pretty solid dude. I and mean, that's all I know about him.
3: <laughs> it, well, it's weird. I, I love your headline and reading. This guy, he's a three-year starter, and nobody even considered him really a draft-eligible quarterback because, you know, you talked about his touchdown-to-interception ratio. Go back to 2019, 11 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Not good. Um, But he had shoulder shoulder surgery on his throwing arm. Uh, He had a torn labrum, gets that fixed in the offseason, comes out, freaking just lights the whole world on fire. Um, But you have to ask yourself, why was he a bad starter for two years? Like BYU wasn't sold. He was going to be the guy going into 2020. So there are question marks, but if you just look at 2020, he lit the world on fire. The most aggressive quarterback that you're going to find, um, kind of Brett Favre, mentality uh what i put was uh my player comp is jay cutler play style but mixed with captain america so like you're getting all of the jay cutler like arm talent um attitude play on the field all those things he's just not smoking cigarettes and eating hot dogs on the sidelines yeah big time like i mean people flock to this kid his mentality work ethic all those things he's dangerous he does not want to check the ball down like he wants to cut your throat kind of Michael Jordan mentality every single game like it's not enough to get a first down it's like it makes him mad he wants the 30 40 yard bomb every damn play
2: so not knowing anything about watching film right um if I'm looking at some of this stuff and I'm and I'm a coach you know thinking about drafting him on my team do you, I'm looking at his old tape and saying, do you, do you, what I'm going to, I guess what I'm going to ask is, do you look at some of the old stuff and his old mistakes and look at some old habits and saying, Hey, will he fall back to this? You know, if he say he ran out of the pocket of lot his freshman year, is he going to fall back to those habits? Do you look into that at all?
3: Yeah, I would you think too. a little bit. Right. And so, you know, kind of what I go by uh, again, this is my 49ers bias. Bill Walsh, who I think is one of the greatest coaches, talent evaluators of all time. Um, he Whenever he got done being general manager with the 49ers, he went independent for a while. And he wrote up basically his evaluation process for every position. Uh, this is all online. You can just go find it read through his stuff. It's so much stuff. It's great. So what I did is I took all of his writings. And I'm a teacher, right? So I, I I transferred that into a rubric. You know, what's most important to Bill Walsh? Translate that to today's NFL game. And it changes, but kind of the way that it went. Here's his progression that, you know, you rank top to bottom. Accuracy is number one. Number two, read progression. Can you process through multiple reads on a given play? Pocket presence. How are you when pressure's collapse? And Do you drop your eyes? Do you take a lot of sacks, a lot of unnecessary risks, right? Justin Fields, that's a red flag there. Footwork, number four. Quick release, number five. Big moments, number six. Arm strength, seven, then mobility, eight. That's according to Bill Walsh. Now, you could adjust and change some of that. Mobility continues to be more and more of a factor as, you know, time goes on, the Mahomes effect, all that kind of stuff. But – Whenever you look and you see, okay, what caused Zach Wilson to struggle that he's not struggling with anymore? One is health. Uh, I talked about the shoulder. He has a weird throw motion, kind of a Philip Rivers – three-quarter shortstop type of a throw. Um, and he had an injured throw in hand as well. So two years dealing with injuries. You see a full year in 2020 where he's not only successful but excelling at all those things. Accuracy was off the chart. Read progressions good. Not as good as Trey Lance. He probably gets through the most reprogressions of anybody, uh, Trey Lance and Mac Jones. Um, but his footwork and arm talent and big moments – they're off the charts, the most dangerous quarterback. Like, so if you, you know, let's, let's jump forward five years and you say, okay, which one of these quarterbacks could be the best quarterback in the NFL? Some of them you can't say have that opportunity. Mac Jones has no option at that. He, he just can't be, be that he's too limited. Trevor Lawrence, obviously. Um, and Zach Wilson, obviously yeah. it, those two guys, okay. their ceiling is just bananas.
2: Okay, um for so some people that are just starting to get in, into dynasty, when you're looking at some of these guys, obviously they're you know, you might have one of these guys that we're talking about starting maybe. Um how long do you give how long do you give a rookie quarterback on your roster, uh you know, deep on your bench? How long do you give them until you just give up?
0: A
3: lot of it depends on the format if it's super flex or 2 QB, sure. you're keeping them forever. Yeah. Um single QB, that's different. Uh, because they got to play. You don't want Jordan Love on your bench, and he's not even activated one game his entire rookie year. Um, So, like, you don't want that. So you want somebody that's going to play. Trevor Lawrence, yeah. I think that he would be a top 12 quarterback his year one. That's going to happen just because the the weapons they're going to put around him, um, and he's active with his feet, all those different Mm -hmm. things. Number one overall pick, that's going to be there. But you want some running help rushing fantasy is still driven by running quarterbacks. That's just the way that it is. So Trey Lance is going to be number one in that. Justin Fields would be number two. Then you got Trevor Lawrence, but he brings his own standalone value just because he's going to start and he's going to air the ball out in that system with urban Meyer. So you want rushing attempts or the possibility, and you want a clear path to play. We talked about the teams earlier where I think quarterbacks will start week one if they're drafted there. uh, So that's key there too
2: yeah um let's switch gears for just a second you know talking about urban meyer um what do you know i mean oh, uh you know i'm a gator i'm a florida gator graduated in 2009 uh, i was there for pretty much all urban meyers uh craziness. team Aaron
3: andrews baby i'm all about it
2: <laughs> um so where do you have you scouted urban meyer at all
0: oh, or yeah. what,
2: what do you i mean what do you how is his you know we talk about all these players and all these kids coming out of college how does Urban Meyer's coaching style uh, fit into the NFL?
3: The most well, quarterback-friendly you, system there is. You exactly. can go all the way back to his time at Utah, Alex Smith. like Alex Smith was the number one pick. Shouldn't have been, but he was in large part because of Urban Meyer. He highlights Tim Tebow. I mean, good gosh. Uh, you can go on and on and on and on wherever he goes quarterbacks succeed because it's a quarterback friendly system it's it's an evolution of the spread where he stretches people horizontally or vertically on the field and basically makes you choose and it's an easy read system a quick read system
2: So you so, can do that in the NFL though?
3: Um it's becoming more and more so. Uh you know, Cliff Kingsbury I don't think he's done a very good job of it kind of this like air raid system, um, mm-hmm. in Arizona it's translated. Okay. But I don't think they've had like a top 15 offense once since he's been there, but with these new quarterbacks, wide receivers and play callers finding their way into the NFL, we're seeing it more and more and more. Um, it's there. Hasn't been widely successful yet, but I, I think he's going to have a chance to kind of implement that more. So yeah.
2: Is he is he going to be more successful than chip Kelly?
3: Yeah, I mean, Chip Kelly, what, he made the playoffs, I think, two years in a row with Philly. I, I think he will be. Chip Kelly just freaking – how do I say this? <laughs> okay, Chip Kelly is like the destroyer of worlds. Like he doesn't care about relationships, Jesus. burns bridges everywhere he goes right, right. until people run him out of town with the pitchfork. Urban Myers, is the exact opposite. You're going to have a fake health crisis – or something where he's just going to walk away. Almost all those things have to do with the female uh, variety, and he wants to hide them under, you know, all the, oh, health. No, it's not health. (laughs) One of the best videos ever is whatever uh, he gets caught texting one of the players on the freaking, uh, what's it called, Jumbotron at Florida, and then the next day, oh, health issues, he's going to have to step down. Uh, He he enjoys his time. Um, Yeah. So no co-eds, so that might be better for him.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was uh yeah, I have a love hate relationship with Iron Meyer. You know, I mean, he brought me so much joy, right, over the over the few years um that I, I was there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was awesome. Um, but then, you know, kind of just uh, you know, fucked us by leaving by leaving a little too He's soon. He's
3: the definition of that sleazy used car salesman, which I think yeah. you have to be in the competitive college football world. It turns you into that. Um yeah. and he I mean that dude. He is a ladder climber and oh, yeah. he doesn't yeah, no, give he, shit about anybody.
2: So, I mean, you know, I, I kind of, I envy that a little bit, right. Cause in professional world, like I've kind of done the same thing. I've, you know, done my best at a, at places. And then when I hit my ceiling, I move on. He kind of did that as well, you know, going all the way down to Bowling Green. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, he did what he could and he had really good teams and he's like, I'm, I'm out of here. And he, he kept going and.
3: You know, I'm, I'm a Longhorn fan, um, Texas Longhorns, and they there were a lot of rumors he was going to be going, this was before he took the Jacksonville job. I didn't want him, and, you know, I'm arguing with my buddies, and they're like, dude, if we get him, we win. You're right. You will, but we're not a professional sports team. This is college football. Like, I don't want, I would not send my child to play for Urban Meyer at really? the college level. No, I would not. Um, having said that there are, there are some a lot of people I feel that way but I'm very strong about I don't see college sports um uh, like I don't know I, I think integrity matters. I do not see him as a high integrity person but he's no. a damn good football coach and so yeah. in the NFL you don't have to have integrity. Yeah. There's no, no Adam Gase exists. Right. So uh, like <laughs> you go be you man. And so right. I, I love the fact that he's in the NFL, not college. Um, And he can do whatever the hell he wants and just focus on football. I think he will have success. I don't think the Jags make the playoffs or anything,
2: but I think they're going to be all right. Cool. Um, Really quick. I'm going to do something a little selfish here. Ooh, um, I like it. Yeah. I'm going to play a clip here from my always mad at me podcast, don't forget, you can download it everywhere, uh, Hold on, everywhere it's available. Doing? Playing a clip, uh, playing a clip from, uh, from today's episode that you can find. Now, John, I have two clips here. I have one that may or may not be edited. Um, and then I have another. that's net- a weird
3: ass statement. It, it is means weird. it's edited.
2: Um, maybe <laughs> I should just play that one. Cause people are like, what the hell are you talking about? And second, I have, uh, just a quick clip explaining, um, who you are and, uh, yeah, just explain who you are and that you're and who you're not. So you pick which one. Yeah, two really vague um, things. I'll let's uh, it,
3: let's but... go with the edited or not edited. Why not? Okay. Let's throw All it right. out there. Right, it, the goes.
2: suspense is killing me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna play it now. Um, over the course of I don't know, I've known you for three years, maybe four years. You know, through the internet. We have like an internet relationship. It's funny, you know. We don't we don't really. I
3: don't think we've ever gone over kind of how we got to know each other I just emailed Dale out of random this is a test of manhood Dale and unfortunately you were found wanting That, but what's beautiful is and I think this is kind of you know what encompasses life and the beauty that is what we have you came into my life just to teach me lessons <laughs> to teach me life lessons I will say uh, we still have a, a very good relationship with that the, the love is still there you're a good guy Dale you're a no. good guy it's just who you are. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're feelings. not going to change your behavior for anybody. No. You're just well, going to continue to be the guy that you are. Yeah, yeah I mean, me I and my
2: – thanks, man. I love you. Seeing my love for you, uh, but – I mean, we're best friends. I mean, that's – best friends love each other. Wait, uh, were you a high school football coach?
3: I was. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know I told you about this. I was a high school football coach. That's very okay, Interesting. I guarantee you this. There are other people that have sex with dolls and love their dolls, Still one of the best days of my entire life. So thankful that that took place. Somehow, every time Dell is on a podcast, he gets steered down this path just every single time.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry. It's the weirdest thing you would have sex with. Um, he used to be a Thanks. high school football coach. I don't know if we mentioned that. This Dale, I, I love what you put out there, man. The world's a better
3: place the more you talk. All
2: right, And we're back, those of you listening. Uh, just audio form. No, that was from my podcast. My wife's mad at me. Shameless plug. Um, thanks to everybody who's shown support so far. Uh, John, and you said what you said. Um, so it, it is what it is. I'm sorry. I, uh, you know, I just brought it to light. I love but, the fact
3: that you spent that time of your life. Oh, way too much And you were like, this is what I need to create for the world. And yeah.
2: We'd- I think that's mostly why I'm always mad at me. She complains all the time. What, what I, I don't tell her like half the things like, you know, I have it right behind me. I have a picture of you. um, Yeah. I see that. Very nice. Um, She, I was like, Hey, look, this is funny. I got a picture of John, you know, mounted on my uh, shelf. She's like, you have time to go to Walgreens and print out (laughs) pictures. And I've been asking you for four days. I was like, sorry. So I didn't, I didn't tell her that I went and got pictures of everybody else either, but I'll um, text her. I'll let her know. (laughs) Anyways, all right. Uh, getting back to football, Mac Jones, uh, his headline 41 touchdowns, four interceptions last year, 4,500 yards played for Alabama, uh, Alabama team or school that doesn't necessarily produce high end quarterbacks. Right. Um, so what's, what's so different about Mac Jones?
3: Um, he does have some fun traits that transfer, um, You know, you look at Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl this year, you know, defeating Aaron Rodgers, who's a better quarterback, talent wise, all those things, uh, defeating uh, Patrick Mahomes, who I think is a better quarterback currently, right? That's what I'm talking about here, not longevity or whatever. But he won because he didn't make mistakes and he was surrounded by a quality team. That's the succession plan for Mac Jones is exactly that. He's, he's the, I, I call him the fish tank, right? The goldfish. The goldfish grows. Uh, according to its environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's who this is. He played on probably one of the greatest college football teams of all time, offensive line, backs, wide receivers, bananas. But Mac Jones was great. You know, whenever um DeVonta Smith the Heisman Trophy winning wide receiver was asked, "Who do you prefer, Tua or Mac Jones?" He should have answered, but instead he goes, "Oh, Mac Jones." Like <laughs> like he, he, he zero hesitation. So he's a field general, super accurate, knows where he's going with the ball, reads the defense, chess kind of mentality, Um, but you're limited on the physical traits. My, My player comp for Mac Jones is Joe Burrow without the movement skills and without the strong arm. He can throw it deep, and you look at his numbers. He threw the 33 out of 56 deep balls were completed. Those are balls that travel more than 20 yards in the air that's stupid. The most ever completed on a shortened season. Um, so he has the arm, but you're yeah. not seeing lasers. It's much right. more of a drew Brees, you know, high arc deep ball. That's fine. It works. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, you know, he started the same number of games as Trey Lance 17 career starts uh, you know, spot duty for Tua when he was hurt and then he took over this year. He's a great quarterback. He's going to go in the first round. He's going to go to the top 15 picks probably, but I don't think anybody's like, man, I really hope we wind up with Mac Jones. Uh, the top four guys can be the best in the NFL. Obviously two of them are going to bust, but the tools are there where you can see the translation to man, this guy, it makes sense that he could possibly be the best in the NFL. I don't think you can say that about Mac Jones. Right. Um, Where do you have him going? Man, right now, if you look at kind of teams, I I think it's going to be whatever team can't trade up. You know, you have the 49ers at 12. I think that's the earliest he'll go. Uh, New England at 15 would be the perfect spot. Um, You draft him. You got Cam there. Let him sit. You drop down. um, You know, Washington, definitely. They just signed Ryan Fitzpatrick. Still think it's a spot. Chicago, there are spots where I think he would fit very, very well. Pittsburgh maybe he doesn't really fit what they like to do. They like that strong arm quarterback, but there are some options. New Orleans I think would be perfect as well. New Orleans would be the best place for him. Let him sit one year behind those two wannabe quarterbacks, and then he takes (laughs) over.
2: What's the deal with Taysom Hill?
3: He's a gadget guy, and he had a really high guarantee this year. And so they just put out the crazy deal, but it has no guaranteed money. I have as much of a chance to be quarterback next year for the Saints as Taysom Hill does. That contract is crazy bananas. It's not happening. Interesting.
2: I'm interested in knowing the business side. I mean, I I know we only know a little bit of information, but, you know, in Taysom Hill's restructuring or whatever he did, right, in New Orleans, like there had to have been like his agent be like, wait a minute, if we take this, there's no guaranteed and this is the direction they're going. I mean, there had to have been a conversation – Um, Or is it just, Hey, I'll let me go out there and prove it better myself.
3: So they needed him to restructure. The the saints are in cap hell. So they needed him to restructure to get some cap relief in 2021 with the shortened cap because of COVID and all those things. So, but they want to keep him obviously. So they basically said this, look, we're going to restructure. Here's why it works for Taysom Hill. Let's say Taysom Hill goes off and he's the quarterback of the future. And he proves that he's going to be paid like a top five quarterback in the NFL. But if he's not, then they're able to walk away. So he's betting on himself. He's like 32. He's old, you know. Um, But uh, it's not happening, man. It's not happening.
2: Not happening. All right. Uh, One thing that I got from that was Mac Jones is like a goldfish. Did you know, um, and I grew up, and the whole time I always thought this was true. Uh, So if you feed a goldfish too much, they continue to eat and they eat so much and they have short uh they have bad short-term memory and so they'll just keep eating and forget that they ate so they'll just keep eating not because they're hungry but because the food is there i thought that my whole life apparently that's not true um what kills them they will eat the food but that's not what kills them what kills them is if you feed them too much they're like the the stuff in the fish food will kind of poison the water and kill them just a little fun fact interesting also this is really interesting uh so my dad had a little koi pond out in his front yard of course and
3: (laughs) hashtag bougie
2: no it wasn't like that my dad had a koi pond as well (laughs) every redneck with that that has a hole in their
3: front yard can
2: make a canal koi pond
3: hold on real quick uh not a redneck white trash know the difference uh that does not apply to me
2: (laughs) uh koi can get struck by lightning and if they do yeah i know that's what i'm saying if they do their bodies will become like a c-shaped and they'll just swim in circles it's really funny yeah they get kind of like paralyzed and then stay like this
3: (laughs) must be a terrible joke man (laughs) Uh, i want to say jokes but i don't want to get in trouble right Um, i hear you but i'm gonna say do you rename the fish Stephen hawking or do you just like (laughs) yeah you have to yeah Oh, there we go. Uh, I Stephen contribute Hawking. financially Chris- to the ALS community yeah. <laughs> uh, every year. Um, there we go.
2: There you go. Nobody's listening. I don't think it's going to be offended uh, because I'm we sure lost them a long time is. ago. That's true. That's true. Okay. That's true. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, goldfish are really interesting. Uh, by the way, I know you talked a lot about, uh, talk about, you know, you are a teacher. Um, you You know a lot about, coaching i guess were you a coach in high school
3: yes dale i believe we've talked about this before i was a high school coach uh okay. a
2: football coach that is correct interesting good deal and good where best. at and somewhere in texas or something yeah dallas texas that's correct. Ah, that's awesome cool okay um all right last guy i want to talk about he's the biggest of these quarterbacks he's not huge um is there a difference between a 6-3 quarterback and a 6-5 quarterback yes okay so he's 6 240 go gators uh the the most funny thing about his stats and it, it bugs me 68.9 percent completion rate so close so close so, so close, close. <laughs> anyways uh tell me more about kyle trask
3: Uh, he's interesting um he's goldfish right uh <laughs> <laughs> i i think if he would have came out 15 years ago he would have been first round quarterback He kind of represents the old school mentality, the big body, strong arm, you know, kind of big bin. I call him poor man's big bin and not as an insult. Uh, I think he has a lot of those same qualities. You'll see him a lot of times. Rushers to like grab part of his jersey and he just kind of throws them off and then completes the ball. So if you're looking at a lot of this is kind of the Patrick Mahomes effect. NFL teams put a premium now on off-platform throws in scrambling for first downs, extending the plays. You don't see that with this guy. He's got the heaviest damn feet I've ever seen you know you you watch the scouting tape there's no sound right but you can mm. hear his damn feet hit the ground every time he tries to run he's got clunkers man it's a, like you want to play the 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 clown music or whatever <laughs> but um he 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 does move rather well he's just got super heavy feet he's so big uh but nfl body you know nfl arm all those things and really you could probably attest to this better than i can that bowl game against ou Mm -hmm. totally left a terrible taste in your mouth and you just his whole thing that he was running on was efficiency and not making mistakes you know you look at his stats 43 touchdowns eight interceptions you're like oh wow this guy's been efficient all those things that got treaded by this OU defense that isn't even good and then you look at the targets he's throwing to Kyle Pitts will be the top drafted tight end in the past 20 years uh Kadarius Tooney hell of a he's going to be a first round corner as well so, or wide receiver he's got so much talent around him man um you're gonna to have to see that the next level so i i don't know he's really bad against pressure and that bothers me very very much because if he goes to a team with a bad offensive line i'm telling you right now it's going to be over before it starts but really? he can't be successful his best landing spot would be pittsburgh Round two to Pittsburgh, right. which I think is a little early. I've got a third round grade on him, but quarterbacks always get pushed up. But if he landed in Pittsburgh, that would be the best place for him.
2: Because he, like you said, he's just another Big Ben. So they just say, he fits "Hey, it here's, here you go. Keep him behind Big Ben for a year or whatever. Maybe how long do you think Big Ben has another year or two? Six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh <laughs> so, so yeah. Yes. I mean that
3: oh. that's the dumbest move bringing him back. You cannot win a championship with the way Big Ben plays in the way they call their their plays i you I hear somebody like, dude they went 12 and 0 yeah i get that are you gonna bench him for the first eight weeks and then let them do that because okay. they they had negative yards rushing in multiple games in a row the dude's yeah. 45 he's fatter than i am he is fat oh yeah, yeah, yeah i'm good
2: man he's so fat um it now you talked about kyle, uh uh pitts the tight end for florida what's his first name pitts, kyle. Uh, kyle 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 um i was gonna say kyle but then i saw kyle trask i was like wait a minute anyways uh you think he could be you think he is the best tight end prospect to come out in 20 years is that serious
3: i don't think he's a tight end um i think if he just was a wide receiver he'd be a first round pick really um yeah he's that damn talented he's that explosive um, you know, 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, you know, different sizes out there on him. He's that damn good of a wide receiver. And the cool thing is in the SEC, you see him go against J.C. Horn, who's a first-round corner. Patrick Sertan, first-round corner. You, you see him body these guys up and have no problem whatsoever. So I do think, you know, he, he's a little bit more Vernon Davis-esque. Not that their body types or play style are similar, but he's going to have to work on blocking. He can block. He doesn't like to block. So you'll see some plays in Florida where he puts his hand to the ground and he'll body up a defensive end one play, and you're just like, whoa, what the hell? This guy's incredible. And then he'll watch two guys and just kind of tap them. He doesn't like contact. Uh, He wants to be out wide and all those things, but there's a premium in that. Look at what Travis Kelsey almost led the entire NFL in receiving last year from the tight end position. George Kittle, uh, David Wallner, Darren Wallner. He is Darren Waller, but better in every way so really yeah he's that athletic and but you remove all the red flags Darren Waller has passed all that stuff whatever else glad he's overcome it big fan of him on the field but he he's better than that um wow. day one he will be one of the top tight ends
2: it's so hard to look at tight ends especially rookies but just really any tight end and they thinking don't translate. yeah that for sure um but also you know there's always a question of is this team built for a tight end or do they just not have a good passing pass catching tight end? You know, like, you know, you look at some teams I don't know, you know, I can't even think of a let's say um, I kind of
3: want to help you here, but I'm enjoying you struggle through teams that don't use tight ends.
2: Yeah. 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 Uh, Give me one.
3: Give you one what, Dale?
2: Give me a, give me a team that doesn't that doesn't know how to use, that doesn't use tight ends, and they, or do they not use tight ends because they don't have one, or do they not use tight ends because they don't want one?
3: Yeah, I think Arizona was attack. probably one of the ones that stood out, but it kind of makes sense. Uh, you know, again, we we talked earlier about how Cliff Kingsbury has not adjusted very well. He just has not. Uh, his scheme to the NFL. He's tried. He was a bunch of five wide receiver sets. That didn't work Four wide receiver sets. That's not working. His quarterbacks getting the crap beat out of them. So the struggle is there. Um, But, you know, you got to figure out what's going on. Jacksonville, you know, one of those places. I don't think that they have a shot to get them but they've struggled with tight end play. The Jets mm-hmm. struggled with tight end play. Those yep. are out there. Miami, you would put in the category, but when Tua showed up, all of a sudden, Mike Gusecki's a hell of a player. Who would have guessed Tua would bring that out of him? Uh, Fitzpatrick right. couldn't do it, but Tua, they've got an instant connection. You know, I would have said the best place Kyle Pitts to go would be New England, but they just signed two tight ends in two days. So that's not the place there. Dallas would be interesting. I think it'd be a stupid pick. Uh, They need help on defense, but Jerry Jones, you know, he's all about the show and selling tickets, which that would do. But that team kind of stands out to me, a team that just doesn't use the tight end position well.
2: Okay. Um, So we talked all about quarterbacks and we're going to get going soon. One, um, out of everything today, I realized that I'm a goldfish. I feel, you know, I'm just stuck in this fishbowl of Eastleigh fantasy. I need to be. I need to be have a bigger bowl to grow, man. That's the problem. That's been the problem all along. I didn't realize it until we just had this conversation. And it's like, what am I doing here? at This little podunk podcast. <laughs> I need to be, uh, I don't know, Barstool or ESPN or something, right? Ooh, you a... just
3: said Barstool? I like Barstool.
2: You don't? I'm good, man. Uh, you just don't like Dave Portnoy? Is that the problem? Uh, or you just don't like?
3: I don't believe in doing things just to get clicks yeah, uh, yeah I, i'm not it, a skip yeah. bayless i'm I'm not that's just no yeah
2: i got you no. i got you that makes sense okay um give me a give me just really quick we won't dive into it um maybe a running back or two um i'm curious there's some on the on the edge running backs that you're not really sure of this year right um what incoming running back can cock block for um cock block for a team <laughs> I told you we're playing this cockpit game.
3: I I, I don't know what that is, but that's okay. I'll tell you this. Javonta Williams from North Carolina. Um, You know, a lot of people have him number three or four. Don't be shocked. Um, This guy could be the best running back in this class. Just explodes, smart as hell. Had a 4.6 GPA uh, coming out of high school. Just amazing team leader. How many teams... At the college level, their captain, their team leader is the running back. It doesn't happen often. Um, he is, I'm telling you right now, wherever he goes, I don't like first round running backs usually and draft capital, wherever he goes, watch out. I don't care who's ahead of him. Um, really? This guy, I'm telling you right now, he's gonna be good. He's gonna be really good. What's his name? uh Javante Williams 5'10 220 just a brick house does everything well uh, no holes in his game really really like him and a late round guy that I'm really big on too Puka Puka the
2: name
3: yeah Puka Williams from Kansas man uh Kansas doesn't get a lot of talent but I'm telling you right now this kid he's going to go to a zone scheme and he is going to flourish if Kyle Shanahan gets his hands on him I'm telling you right now, he's going to be a perfect fit. But, you know, you could see the Browns. You could see, you know, the Bengals. You could see the Rams, whatever. Wherever he's a later round guy, probably going to go round five or six. Puka Williams, really like his play.
2: Okay. I just had to look it up to make sure his real name wasn't Puka. Do you want to take a stab at what his real name is?
3: It's Puka, and it's not going to change for me. (laughs) I want to say that as much as – why are you cock-blocking me using his name?
2: (laughs) Uh Let's just call him Anthony Williams, okay? Anthony Williams Jr. We don't need to call him
3: people. hell no. We call him Debo, right? Debo Samuel. <laughs> that's not his real name.
2: What's Debo's real name?
3: Nobody knows. It's Debo.
2: It's is it wait, hold on.
3: It's not Debo. That that was a the nickname they gave him because he was a bully when he was a kid.
2: Right. Oh, Tyshon. Tyshawn, Tyshawn Raquan.
3: Well, that's Samuel. that's actually pretty fire, actually.
2: I would tie I think it's Tyshawn. Tyshawn Taishun Raquan. Um that's a lot of that's a lot of words. I'd just call him Debo. That Debo makes more sense.
3: Clean. I like that name. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um I think I would make a nickname before I got in the NFL. Um, just so people You're never know my real name. That's your yeah.
3: nickname. That would Goldfish. Be good.
2: Yeah, I'd just call him Goldfish demont And they are like, Goldfish no. can't be his real name. And somebody's Googling me right now saying, No, that's not his oh, it is Dale. Okay, yeah. I'll keep calling Goldfish. That <laughs> makes sense.
3: <laughs> Who the hell would Google you?
2: Yeah, hey, I'm Google.
3: <laughs>
2: I think. Uh,
3: okay, see. quick question: Have, Have you ever Googled yourself? I just did. Oh, there you go. There you go. I,
2: it's really weird because two me, I come up, and then the guy, and I don't know if this was because my search history or something, but so I come up, guys and guys then- come up because of your search history. Is that what I just heard? <laughs> so there's a Dale Demont on Facebook. And I friend requested him, um, and uh, so he's up there too. But it's really weird. Why would um, you
3: friend request somebody else with your same name?
2: Oh, I because I posted it um, because I thought it was really funny. And so I, I said, "Hey, we have the same name. Isn't that funny?" There then- are
3: so many examples for why you and I, we, we could be friends because we're so different. But man, mm-hmm. we're so damn different.
2: Isn't that weird? Yeah, isn't weird? I'm thankful um there's a lot of weird there's a lot of weird dale demonts coming dale up can
3: you stop looking at yourself sorry
2: okay okay, okay. <laughs> the, the one thing i am proud of the first dale demont that comes up is me and tiffany amber theason when we hung out that time yeah you hung out with her i mean i saw her and took a picture and then, then you posted it yeah uh-huh, yeah. yeah i nice. posted it on twitter yeah, It's my twitter uh, profile thing um she was scared of me for sure uh, she was pregnant and she held her belly and didn't get too close to me, but she was really nice. It was really nice.
3: <laughs> I like how even the way you remember the story is not flattering to you at all. <laughs> yeah. I respect that, man. I respect that. You get them goldfish.
2: <laughs> Anyways, John Chapman, uh, former high school football coach, current NFL draft uh, film junkie, 49ers rush podcast at jl underscore chapman a big part of eat sleep fantasy my name is dale just a goldfish in this in this tiny little bowl uh thanks guys for listening watching and uh don't forget my west man at me podcast available now too thanks guys
1: yeah Eat, sleep, and sleep.
0: Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019 and someone is waiting for the previews to start in a movie theater.
1: Hey, you want anything? Popcorn? Soda? No, nothing.
0: This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com, Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Progressive presents an interview with your upstairs neighbor. Hi, I'm Schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com slash info, netsuite.com slash info.